This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Matthew chapter 4 is our text. We're in week number 3 of a series that, that right here in the summer months I'm calling Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing, a little fun phrase that uh, just kind of playing around with that little phrase a little bit. The first week of the series, my subtopic was fish for people. And it's lifted straight from the text. We're about to read that little statement, fish for people, was the week number one subtopic. Then last week, we talked about what's in your tackle box. Because if you're going to be fishing for people, you need to know if you've got the right bait set aside in your tackle box. And then today, we're going to be talking about fish attractant, fish attractant. And you might ask if you're a guest, I know I would be. If I was a guest, I'd be like, dude, I thought this was a church, not Bass Pro Shops. What are we, where are we at? What are we talking about? Let me explain it to you. This is a kind of a, a series that's it's kind of different for me because it's really not evangelistic type preaching. I'm doing a little bit more coaching, a little bit more teaching and leading for there's a there's a reason, there's a strategy, there's a madness to the a method to the madness, as they say. There's a strategy here. Because over the next few weeks, when everyone's vacations and schedules are 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 kind of lining back up to normal and the school season starts, churches have a tendency to grow. And our church will be one that it always happens when the school season starts, families start prioritizing, families start looking for more. And what happens is they start asking their friends. And you are going to be in a position to help someone in the next few weeks. You're going to have a coworker, a neighbor, even a family member. They're going to ask you questions about your church and about your faith and about your belief system. So what I'm doing this entire month is I'm just trying to to get you ready, and I'm coaching you a little bit. I've been sharing things that I do to lead people to Jesus. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit of me, but I'm also going to be sharing some, some, some material from uh, a gentleman that I was introduced to by Bishop Ron back in the late 90s. His name is John Maxwell. And but, but just out of curiosity, is there anyone familiar with John Maxwell in the room, a few of you? Well, I think you're going to get something special out of this today as we talk about fish attractant. Here's the reason this sermon uh, was developed before I read you my text. I wanna wanna tell you how this came about. There's a few fishermen in this church that I've been blessed enough to get into their boats and go fishing with. And one in particular is named David. David took me out to East Texas one time fishing and he was catching a fish like every other cast and I, I couldn't catch one. And then I noticed he had a little secret that he was keeping from me on the front end of his boat you ever notice how all the good fishermen are at the front end of the boat? They stick us bad fishermen in the back. Well, he's up at the front end, and I noticed he was kind of turning away from me. And every time he would throw his bait, he, would, he was squirting this bottle of something on his bait, and he would catch a fish every time. I'm on the back end of the boat, and I don't have a bottle. I'm, I'm looking at things. I'm like, well, I'm not catching anything. His bait looks like mine, but he's catching fish, and I'm not. And he would not even share that little bottle and it had a little scent to it and it was attracting the fish to bite his bait 
Well, that's almost as bad as the one time a gentleman in our church, matter of fact, he was just playing the keyboard. He's a good, good, uh, good friend to me, Jeff. He and his family, they took me out to East Texas to a really awesome lake, but they hired a professional fishing guide. And that guy put us on so many fish. We caught more fish, more fish. I mean, we caught fish every cast. So a few months later, I thought, I'm going to take our youth pastor to that same trip with the same guide to the same lake, and we're going to catch the same amount of fish. It didn't go too well. I took our youth pastor at that time. His name is Anthony, and we went out to the lake, and we didn't catch any fish. And the guide said, I know what we need to do. And I'm thinking, we're going to move lakes. We're going to go to another lake. He said, no, 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 And he hands me and he hands Anthony a hammer that had a rubber mallet on the end, a rubber mallet. And I'm thinking, so if you don't catch fish, you hit each other with a rubber hammer. And he said, no, I want you to hit the side of the boat. I'm thinking, out of frustration, I'll tear this boat up if you want me to that. Because I've been out here for three hours and I haven't caught fish. I'm about to turn the boat over. So I'm hitting the boat, hitting the boat, hitting the boat. And I'm thinking, this is a joke. Someone is videoing this, and they're going to put this on YouTube. Two dumb fishermen hitting the side of a boat, and we keep hitting the boat. And sure enough, all the schools of the, the schooling fish all started surrounding the boat, and we started throwing our baits out, and we started catching fish. Fish attractant. Here's the point of today's subject. You ready? Sometimes when it comes to leading people to Jesus, you got to pull out all the stops, And you have to influence the fish. You have to influence them. Okay? So that's where we're going today. Matthew 4, verse number 18. One day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And there he saw Simon called Peter and Andrew. So Peter and Andrew were there. And they're throwing a net into the water. They fished for a living. They were professional fishermen. And Jesus said to these professional fishermen, I want you to come and follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. I'm going to show you how to fish for people. So last week was about the tackle box. Today is about fish attracting. The word influence. Let me tell you what influence isn't. And this is going to help some of you especially those that grew up around the church like I did. Influencing someone to give their heart to Jesus is not, this is what it is not, it's important that you get this, it's not manipulation. There's too many Christians trying to manipulate people to come into faith. And guess what? They don't last when they've been manipulated to give their heart to God. And there's a cousin to manipulation, and it's called intimidation. There's too many people trying to intimidate the unbeliever to give his or her heart to Jesus. Manipulation and intimidation never will sustain anyone in Christianity. A way of putting it is this. No one lasts living for Jesus when they live for him out of fear. You'll only last with Jesus by living by faith. Someone other than Ron Lyle, say amen. A lot of you are relying on him because he's loud. Stop. 
You say amen. One more time. There you go. When he's out of town, you say amen. When he's in town, y'all expect him to do it all. Here's a third one. This is what influence is not. Influence is not. It's not. And I'm speaking to some moms and dads of children in formidable years. It's not forced on people. Every mother and father, if you live for Jesus, you without question are called to teach your children the word of the Lord. But there's a thin line between forcing them to love God and leading them to love God. Big shout out to Jeremy and Brittany today. I got to see little baby Avery at the hospital and now uh, Miss Pam's playing grandmother to baby Avery here today. Big shout out. This is Avery's first Sunday, everybody. How incredible is that? Congratulations, guys. We had another baby born uh, yesterday or the day before, little Hannah Stricker. I told my wife, I said, man, we're going we're gonna to multiply Calvary Church if we just have to have keeping babies. I don't care what we're going to do. We're going to grow a church. Hey, Avery, Hannah, or whether it's my children or yours, you can't force someone to love God. You might, as a mom, can force them to church. My parents forced me to go to church. I didn't have an option. I was, I was drug. I was just, just put a chain on my feet and drug me to church because there wasn't anything in me that wanted to go. I wanted to hunt. I wanted to fish. I wanted to play golf. Anything but church, dad. Get your rear end in the car before I knock you out. You're going to church. Oh, that's a way to love God. You might force them to go to church, but hey, you can't force them to love the Lord. But here it is, everybody. You ready? You can, you can influence people to fall in love with Jesus. And how you do it is you attract them. And I'm going to give you an acrostic today. A set of these letters are going to form a word that's going to, if you'll learn from this, it's going to bless you when it's your time and your turn to lead someone to Jesus. The very first letter that we're looking at is the letter I. You have to live with integrity. You want to know what people are attracted to? People that live with integrity. And let me tell you what integrity is. Integrity is what you say, what you do, and that you do what you say. People are attracted to men and women and families, business owners, employees. They're attracted to students that live with integrity. It was St. Francis that said, Preach, always, always preach. And if you must, use words. Live your life in such a way that your 
preaching the best sermon ever without ever opening your mouth. It's your integrity that's causing the, the fish, the people, to be attracted to you. It's like, what that, that man owns that business, but yet he's honest. I've worked for him for five years, and, and he's, he's honest. That family, I've, I've watched them. They've gone through the, the bottoms of life. They've made it up on the tops of life and the bottom again. But yet they have integrity. Hey, everybody. Integrity attracts people. And if you want to be used of God, you remember last Sunday, a man that wins souls is wise. If you want to be a soul winner, you're going to have to use some wisdom. And one of the, one of the elements is live with integrity. This is what Paul said to the church in Corinth. This is pretty strong, everybody. Paul told the church in Corinth in chapter 11, verse 1, he said, won't you just follow my example just as I follow Christ? So here's the drop the mic question of the day. If anyone follows you, are they going to find Jesus? If they come hang out with you, are they going to find Jesus? Because if you're going to, if you're going to fish for people, if you're going to be a, a wise believer, if you're going to build the kingdom of God, if you're going to grow and populate heaven, then, then you're going to do it because people see integrity in you. Someone say amen. amen. Wow, that's good. Number two, the letter N is you have to nurture people. Now, before any of the dudes in the room are like, nurture people? That's like motherly. I'm not a mom. Actually, Paul said to the church in Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 11, he says, you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. So whether it's a fatherly or motherly act, nurturing someone is simply giving attention and care to anyone that's growing and developing. So when you're at work and they hire the new guy, when you're at work and they hire the new gal, when you're at work and you're, and you're doing life with someone, how you can attract them to Jesus is by you having them attracted to you because you're so nurturing. You help them along the way. You care about them. You give them some attention. You're interested in them. How many of you know that we have enough people <laughs> that we do life with that we can't pay them for their interest in us? But it's special when you find someone that's actually interested in you a little bit. They want to know about your marriage. They want to know about your home life. They want to know about your kids. They want to know about your parents. They want to know about your school. They want to know about this, this, and this. Well, nurturing, th this is what you do. You nurture people. You care about people. People will want to know, why do you care about me? And the answer is real simple, because he cares about me. And I'm going to attract, I'm going to attract the fish by nurturing. Number three is the letter F. And this is a big one. Have faith in people. This is something that I've got to tighten the screws on every day 
in my, in my personality, and that is I need to believe in people all the way until they just absolutely give me a reason not to. But until then, I need to believe in people. Is there bad in all of us? You betcha. But how many of you know there's good in all people? There's good in all. I need a better amen than that. There's good in all people. Can I say it this way? There's potential in all people. This church is full of drug addicts that have been saved by the grace of God. And I'm going to mess with some of you. I'm just going to get you just flat uncomfortable. And whatever you do, don't you go looking around and pointing and saying, I think it was him. Cause I, and, and, and. This church is full of the worst sinners in Johnson and Tarrant County. But the grace of God. There's potential in all of us. So have faith in people. You're never going to lead anybody to Jesus if you look at them and say, I don't even know if the Lord can save them. I think that one's out of reach. No, that one's not out of reach. Actually, the bait that that one's attracted the most to is someone telling them that they're not out of reach. Some people just need a little hope spoken over their life. Yes, I know you came from an abused home. Yes, I know you were introduced to drugs at an early age. Yes, I know you've seen more than I'll ever see. Yes, I know that you grew up in a very painful, dark environment. But you know what I see in you? I see a potential of a turnaround and a breaking of a generational curse. I see God's hand of goodness coming upon your life. All of a sudden, their eyes get all fish-eyed, and they're attracted to that. But you're, you, you, you believe in me? I believe in you, and I believe with you and God together, all things are possible. All of a sudden, you start attracting fish. Have faith in people. Number four, the letter L. Now, four, five, six, and seven, all of these go together. These are so good. Number four is the letter L. Listen to people. James chapter 1 verse 19 in the Living Bible says, Dear brothers, don't ever forget. Everybody in the room say, I can't forget this one. You ready for it? It's best to listen much and speak little. I'll never forget Bishop Ron was so kind to me in my early years of working under his ministry, he would at times say, hey, I want you to join me today in my office. I have a, someone coming in for, for some conversation and I think it might benefit you. Just come and, and sit quietly, watch, and, and I want you to learn some things. And, and boy, I'd be in there and I'd be just like a, just like a dog on, on a meat truck, man. I was just like anxious and willing to learn. And, and these people would share the weirdest, darkest, strangest problems and I'm sitting there thinking, what's he going to say to that? That's weird. And how's he going to handle this one? That's tough. And I would sit and watch him, and I'm ready to hear his words of wisdom, and he wouldn't say a thing. And they would get up and say, I tell you, my loves, you're the smartest person I've ever met. Thank you for this. I feel so much better now. You have blessed my life, my loves. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Ooey, gooey, mushy, lovey. <laughs> They'd walk out, and I'd say, you didn't say a thing. And he'd say, I know, right? 
Sometimes you don't have to. Just let them talk. The truth of the matter is, people really don't care about all the stuff that you think you know. They just want to know that you care. And people are attracted to someone that are just willing to listen. And the truth of the matter is, James said, it's probably best, it's wise for you not to talk so much and listen more. My dad used to tell me all the time, my dad tells me this, he will probably tell me this today. If you'll just keep your mouth shut, you won't tell all of us how ignorant you really are. People are attracted to people that are just willing to listen. Just, just, just listen. All the husbands say, man, do we need to do a little marriage seminar right now? Because if there's anything that I drop the ball in, I just think Denora needs to know everything that I know about everything. Sometimes she just needs me to listen. That was free for all the gentlemen in the room. Make your checks payable to Denora Y. Brandon. Everybody say, listen. You want to you land the fish of the day? You want to lead people to Jesus? You don't have to shove Genesis through Revelation down their ears just over one piece of pizza. You don't have to try to explain the book of Lamentations to them. You don't have to walk them through the book of Revelation and, and how it compares to Daniel. They don't care. They just want to know, will you sit and listen to my problem or my question or my challenge? It attracts fish. Number five, or, or, or the letter, the letter U. I told you that four, five, six, and seven go together. Everyone say, Understand. You need to listen to people, but then understand people. To understand the mind of someone, all you have to do is talk about their achievements. But to understand the heart of someone, you got to talk about their dreams. You got to talk about what they don't have yet, but what they're dreaming for. When you start talking about someone dreaming for a better home, dreaming for a better marriage, dreaming for more provision in their life, when you start listening to the heart of someone, this connects to last Sunday's message, you will hear their spiritual sweet spot. Everyone has a spiritual sweet spot. It's also known as a need. You will hear someone's need when you listen to their heart. You gotta get past the cerebral conversation, and get locked into the heart talk. Yes, I hear your achievements. Yes, you won this award, you live on that street, and you drive that car. I get it. I, I hear your achievements, but I also want to hear your heart. And when you can hear someone's heart, you hear their need, and, and you got to remember, you got to remember last week, uh, I saw a lot of activity on this statement from last, last Sunday's sermon. I saw a lot of social media traction on this. I'm going to say it again. So many people are trying to serve God by pleasing people. They need to please God by serving people. So when you hear their need, you can serve them by meeting their need. How did we find out the need? We listened and we've come to understand them. We're trying to understand their world. Number six, the letter E. 
enlarge people. And, and by the way, that's not the ministry of Dairy Queen blizzards. <laughs> I'm called to that. I'm called to enlarge people. Meet me at Dairy Queen. We'll grow large together. <laughs> Second Timothy, it actually is this. Second Timothy chapter 2. Paul tells his, his son in the gospel, in the ministry, pass on what you heard from me. Everything I've told you and taught you and given to you, I want you to take it. I'm going to, watch me how, watch how I'm influencing this young man in the gospel. I want you to take what I've given you and I want you to pass it on to others. This is who? To reliable people who are competent to teach other people. You just, you just enlarged that individual. How's that look outside of ministry talk? This is how it goes at your job. This is how it goes in your home. This is how it goes in your, own, in your neighborhood street gathering. This is how it goes. You enlarge them by having faith enough in them to trust them with something valuable. The Word of God. Hey, I'm going I'm to share something with you. Joey, I, I know you were talking about your, your marriage, and, but I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, uh, you, you and I both have other friends that have this same need, and I'm going to share something with you about, about my marriage, and, but here's what I want you to do. When I share this with you, Joey, I want you to also share it with, with your buddy that you work with. There's something about just that little bit of trust that I just placed on that gentleman that makes him attracted because he not only sees himself taking the bait of the helped marriage, but now he can share it with someone else. You want to catch someone for Jesus? You want to lead someone to Jesus? I can tell you right now, you enlarge their world. You make their world better. You bless their condition in life. You stretch them and, 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 and pour into them and give them something that can be given away from them, I can tell you right now, people are attracted to it. Here's another way of putting it. Look into their eyes and tell them what they can be. Paul said, Timothy, everything I've ever had and everything I've ever learned, I give it to you. And this is what I see in you you're going to be able to give it to more reliable teachers than I'll ever know. You bless them. Number seven, the letter N. I told you four through seven kind of really fit well. This is a huge one. This is the big one. This one got more stir from the 830 service than any point. While we were in the lobby, people were chattering about it. And it's not only listen to people and understand people and enlarge people, but you have to navigate with people. Not navigate for people. Navigate with people. Don't tell them what they need to do for, to get right with God. Navigate through that process with them. Go to the mountain with them. Go to the valley with them. Cry with them. Laugh with them. Help people get to where they need to go and they'll take you with them. 
One of the coolest journeys that you'll ever go on is when you're fishing for people that are lost and hurt and desperate and and in need. If you'll get in and navigate with them, you'll find out that your needs are going to be met as well. Navigate with them. Don't tell people how to live their life. Give them direction. Not so much instruction, but direction. Stick with them through thick and thin. They've got to know that you have their back. I want to share this with you today. Denora was not in the 830 service, so, so D, I don't want you to get weird and uncomfortable and, and, and all that, but all of us have different skills and gifts and, and, and we're blessed with different personalities. I'm fixing to reveal to you one of my biggest flaws when it comes to fishing for people for Jesus. When I feel a fish is close, when I feel a bite on the line, I'm all in. But if I think a fish got distracted, I'm done. I move on to another fish. I don't know if it's ADD. I don't know if it's lack of mercy. You know, I took one of these spiritual gift tests and I found out that your pastor has zero mercy for people. It's like, God, you called me to pastor people. You could have at least given me a little care. (laughs) Denora, on the other hand, if you only knew the hours of time she spends with people that are down and hurt and broken, and I'm like, D, move on. I can't, my heart. And I'm like, I don't have one. (laughs) This woman of mine, when you have that woman as a friend, she will be with you through hell and high water. Now, reason I'm bringing this up, it's not so much her, because there's a lot of you in this room that have that same gift. And you're trying to catch fish by using gifts that you don't have. You need to catch fish by operating as God created you to operate. I catch plenty of fish, but it's just different ways, different methods, different styles, different personalities, different timings, different methods, different baits out of the tackle box. Denora's got her own way. Denora's long-term investment in people. Man, I'm I'm, I'm quantity, man. I'm trying to reach five, ten people a week for Christ. Denora will go to the ditch with people through it all, through it all. And, 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 and it's amazing how good she is at it. But there's a lot of you in this room. God's hand is upon your life. And there are certain fish that will never be caught by someone like me. They'll only be caught by people like you. You have to learn how to, when you go fishing for people at work, when you're fishing for people in your neighborhood, when you're fishing for the stranger on the street, Tap in to what God's gifted you in. Here's the deal. I'm getting a little bit off my notes here. Just bear with me. You got to identify what kind of fish you're fishing for. You're not going to, back, back to real life fishing. Catfish bait, more than likely, every now and then you might catch a bass, but it's kind of a weird deal and you, you kind of get freaked out about it because you're thinking of catfish and then the bass is like, oh my God, I got a bass. I'm fishing. It's kind of weird. Very seldom when you catch a catfish on a bass bait. Every now and then, but it's kind of weird if you do. It's like, well, that's a dumb catfish. 
he caught my bass fishing. He, he, poor little fella didn't know any better. Here's the deal. You're already ahead of the game if you identify the type of fish you're fishing for. And the type of fish you're fishing for is always, everybody hear the spiritual depth to this. It's not just about fishing right now. Everybody hear me. The fish you're fishing for is always going to be connected to the fisherman. God's gifted you in some areas and some ways of fishing. Fish for your fish. Watch what the kingdom does. It grows. So, listen to people. Understand people. Enlarge people. Navigate with people. Here's my favorite one. Number eight, the letter C. Everybody say connect. This is my favorite point of the day. Connect with people. And I think I love this point so much because it's tied to my text. Notice Jesus Christ was the son of a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter himself, but he never asked the fishermen to come to the cabinet shop. He went to the seashore. He connected with people. There's never been a greater connector than Christ. He went to the leprous community. He went to Lazarus' grave. He went to Jairus' home. He was a connector. And he never expected people to come into his world. He would go into their world. What is he doing? He's listening. He's understanding. He's navigating with them. He's caring about them. He's reaching for them. He's so interested in people that he wants to connect with them. So how does he connect with them? He looks for things in common. This is a cabinet maker, but yet he says, can I get on your boat? Can we go fishing tonight? And they laugh at him and say, you're not a fisherman. You make tables and stools and and beds. And yeah, I know, but I love to fish. Can I hang out with you guys? And he connects with them. And then out of nowhere, because he connected, he then could correct. Connect, then correct. And Christ said, why don't you throw your net on the other side of the boat? Huh? What do you know about fishing? Just, just, just try it. And they caught more fish than they've ever caught. But it's never going to happen while he's at the cabinet shop. Are you following this? Trying to help you. Because I'm telling you right now, once school starts, you're, you're going to be on the soccer fields and, and you're going to be at the football games and, 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 you're, and you're, going to be, you're going to be doing the tailgate party and you're going to be at the band practices and, and you're going to be out and about in the community and, and people are going to say, hey, hey, I saw on Facebook the other night, I, I saw you did something about a men's night. What, what is that? There you go. We got a fish. He's attracted. He's attracted probably because you have integrity. Probably because you nurture, you kind of give some attention. He, he's attracted to you, sir. Why? Because you're, cause you listen and, and you don't try to hog the conversation with all your wisdom. That really is not that much wisdom. You, you listen. And he's right there. He's ready to take the bait. So connect with people. Number nine, the letter E. 
Empower people. Jeff, if you'll come and help me close today. Empower people. Matthew 9, 35 is an interesting piece of scripture. Matthew 9, verse 35 through chapter 10 and verse 1. Jesus goes into this community and he's, he, it's full of needs. Again, there he is again going, right? He's in the community and he saw the needs and the Bible says he had compassion on them. But here's what's crazy. Do you remember our text? Peter and Andrew, he told them to come follow me. I'm going to show you how to fish for people. Here's where the lesson happens. That was Matthew 4. Here's Matthew 9, and they're already about to learn how to fish for people. Because Jesus said, he called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them authority to do the same. He empowered them. He empowered them. I just had compassion on these people. I need you to come with me, and I want you to have compassion on them as well. Fish, a.k.a. people, are attracted to those that will empower them to be more than they can be on their own. And last but not least, number 10, the letter R, is reproduce yourself. Now, I kind of dabbled with this point earlier. If you heard, if you were listening, you heard me say I'm kind of getting off my notes. I kind of jumped because here's the point about reproducing yourself. I'm attracted to a certain type of fish. That means you have to be, you have your types. I'm attracted to people that I know have influence. Because if I can influence an influencer, I've just multiplied my influence. Now, all fish need to be caught. All fish. But every single one of us have a certain eye of a fish. I hope you hear the, the tie, the connection. All of us have a certain type of fish that we're attracted to. This sermon's about fish attractant. But I believe with all my heart that God gives the fishermen a certain fish he's attracted to. My daddy brought me up catfishing. I'll never forget a little place called Peterson's. A friend of our family had some catfish ponds. And we would catfish. And it was fun. We would brim fish. That was fun. But when I was introduced at about 10, 11, 12 year old to bass fishing, man, I was hooked. See, typically, typically, and, and again, for all the fishermen in the room, don't, don't make this too complex. Typically, catfishing is kind of slow. Typically. Got to be kind of patient. <laughs> I'm not patient. Bass fishing? Buddy, I'm on the go. Son, I'll change four or five baits in an hour. I'll have three or four rods at a time. Why? Because I'm looking for a fish. I'm looking for a fish. I'm looking for a fish. And I think that I'm wired. I'm attracted to certain types of fish. And the fish I'm attracted to are those that influence other people. What's your fish? 
as I've taught this lesson, who did you see in your eye? As I taught today, what friend, what family member, what coworker did you see? That's your fish. So, go reproduce yourself. What do you mean by that? Catch them for Jesus and empower them to catch others for Jesus. This is the plan of how God's kingdom will grow. There's no backup plan. The church will grow because of people catching people for the Savior, Jesus Christ. You have a purpose. It's not to sit on a pew. You have a purpose. Go fishing. Reach people for Christ. How do I do it? Tell them your story. You don't need a Bible and a text. Tell them what Christ has done for you. Tell them about your church. Why the church? Because I'll tell them my story. And if they can hear my story and your story, who knows? It might just be enough to get them interested. Stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You put all those letters together in the order I gave it to you, it spells the word influencer. An influencer starts his life with integrity. An influencer wraps it all up by reproducing his or herself. Let's attract some fish. Somebody say amen. Let me pray a blessing over you today. Father God, I thank you for this service. The worship, the prayer time, wow. That was worth, that was worth me being at church today. Now, Father, I hope this message has blessed someone. I hope someone today just gets a, gets a hankering down deep in their soul to go fishing even this week. They don't even want to wait for the school year. They don't want to wait for the fall. They're ready now. They're, they love it so much. They can't wait to go to lunch today and, and just share the love of God with waiters and waitresses and strangers and they're, they're just looking for people tomorrow at work and, and all week long they're just, they're just looking for their fish the fish of the day and I just bless us now in Jesus name to make a difference for heaven Amen